I really try to focus on uh, what I can do at that time on the day. Um, you know, I don't really like to, to put a whole lot of uh, effort or <laughs> thinking into how things should be or how <laughs> I expect them to be. Um, very often I've found that, you know, sometimes you expect too much and sometimes you expect too little, you mm. know. So for me, uh, the one thing I've always found that helps has helped me a lot in my racing career is just really showing up on the day and doing my absolute best. And, um, you know, you don't always leave happy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's clear. But uh, on, on a day when things go well, there's nothing better. And on a day where things haven't gone the way you want and those are probably the days where you end up learning a hell of a lot more hello and welcome to last on the breaks the moto gp podcast as you can see this time from the glorious TT Circuit Assen, where we're bringing you another in-depth chat with one of the biggest names in the MotoGP paddock. I'm from Wild. I'll remember to introduce us this time. Alongside me is Matt Dunn. So, today's show, Brad Binder. Yeah, what a guy. What a Just, guy. Uh, as, as we uh, unfortunately made him cringe right at the beginning, saying he's uh, one of the coolest customer. customers. Uh, they make you sound like sort of a Pink Panther character, that, doesn't it? I, just, but, uh, I love it the way you'd written it because you yeah. typed this one out. When, when, when we're doing the questions, I write them as exactly as how I would say it if I was asking him in, in that moment. Which is which quite comes, often not yeah. how everyone else would no, say or, it. No, and then <laughs> quite often how I don't then ask it. So <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but this is part of it. But Brad Binder, what a character, eh? I mean, we've we've spoken to Brad quite a few years, haven't we? As uh, the safety we car have. comes past. It's extremely... Oh, I'm shame he didn't give it a bit of a bit of the beans then, isn't it? That would have been cool <laughs> for our audio listeners. it's Graham Weber at the wheel, so it's... Uh, nice and calm nice and sedate very calm man anyways brad binder um moto gp race winner uh, moto 3 world champion moto 2 race winner nearly a world champion there and just what we've i think what we've discovered from this is just a complete natural elite sportsman yeah it would seem that way and yeah super zen cool calm collected but not in that way which could ever appear boring Mm. i think it's quite an art form to be interesting but that chill yeah and also that intensely dedicated to something like exactly. MotoGP. what are we so, discussing on today's that. show though well a couple of just well here's the brief rundown of the topics i suppose that massive ktm deal yeah why do you sign it where does that faith in them come from really interesting yeah that was very interesting and then a little bit more like how do you say motivated what are the tricks to sort of being not a sunday rider like we did say to him that's not meant in a bad way it's meant as a great thing and hmm. um, where do you find that extra bit of something something on a, on a sunday when the lights go out and yeah a few different things around that really just talking about how he is so excellent at mm-hmm. what he does because yep. it is an interesting topic for those of us who struggle slightly on a 1T5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about you. I mean, I threw a 50cc motocross back in a hedge at one point. <laughs> I've so had anyways, one crash and it was on my own drive stationary. Oh, well. So, you know, it? absolute elite. Um, we have, of course, got you guys' uh, quickfire questions in that we started asking with Alex Marquez last time out. We also have an extra one from Team Japan GP, so we thank have. you very much for keep that. Keep those coming in. Yeah, thank keep you. those coming in, because we might add some. We might take some away some weeks, but yeah. we're not quite decided just yet. And there are plenty of guests to come as well, so yeah. if you have sent some in, you're like, oh, I didn't use mine 
don't worry we're still keeping them all on tap may have a look through switch them out yeah um but yeah thanks we'll very much for your comments suggestions additions etc etc as ever what's the question of the week this week question then? of the week this is based on one of the topics we ended up discussing with brad which i didn't really quite expect to do uh how do you are you able to live in the now how about that do you get bogged down by things that have happened over the last few days are you able to put those aside can you just live in that moment and just think about all that things can be in that moment rather than what they should be Yep, a good question, I think. Look, again, one of those things that's like, oh, a little bit cliched on the surface, but no, it's a genuinely good question, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. We'll get to answer those at the end of the show, shall we? We shall indeed. So, before we get going then, is there anything else we need to deal with? I nah, don't think. Just, just use hashtag MotoGP podcast, get in touch, get your questions in, and enjoy the interview. So, Brad, one of the coolest customers in the MotoGP <laughs> oh, <paddock. no. laughs> I've now said it like four times yeah. before we started as well. Yeah, yeah. No, but you super laid back, obviously. Your brother seems pretty similar. We had one of your South Africans in common, Greg Minar, on the podcast as well last year in lockdown. Seems like quite a chill vibe. Is this a South Africa thing or is this just you're just, you know, taking it as it comes, just enjoying, enjoying life? Oh, I don't know. Um... To be honest, I think all the sappers you've been around are, we're all pretty chilled. (laughs) um, (laughs) You do get your ones that aren't that chilled, but um, yeah, I mean, I would say so. I think, you know, pretty much just try to take things one day at a time and make the best of it. I think, uh, so this year, right, you and Darren, you're in the process or you have moved to Andorra. What's it like sort of been traveling with Darren all these years and living together? You're also both racing, doing the same thing. I think for thinking about it more and more, we were chatting about it over a beer the other night, me and Steve and, uh, and some of the other guys. And the more you think about it, it's like, wow, that's a, that's a close relationship. <laughs> and what was it like for you then? Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you know, the thing is, if it wasn't for me having my brother here, I would have been alone, to be honest, for what, since I was 18. So the last five, six years, six, yeah. seven years, you know? So it's crazy actually. Um, I'm super lucky to have my brother doing well in MotoGP as well, in Moto3 and just uh, it makes training so much easier, it makes the living when he's away on time, from right? home. Yeah, when he's on time, which is very <laughs> seldom. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think I think in general it's just really, really cool because it's so hard to stay away from home for such a long time. Um, you know, like even now I'd really like to shoot home for the mid-season, but uh, looks like things aren't that simple you know um things aren't looking too great in south africa at the moment so it looks like i'll be staying in europe for the summer break too Mm. so at the end of the day you know it's from qatar until december that you end up spending away from home it's a really long time isn't it and like you say a long year not only with like obviously south africa covid bit of a more difficult situation but also just the distance i guess is added to that challenge when you've been coming up through the ranks as well exactly you know i think it you are a lot further away, which uh, does make it a bit more challenging. But um, one great thing with South Africa is, at least when there was when it was normal time still, that we could always just get on a plane at night and the next morning you're there, you know? Mm. So that used to be great. But at the moment, there's not too many flights going yeah. and everything seems to be a big mission. So I don't think it's worth taking the risk at the moment. Yeah, no, I can see that. But time zone is similar. Yeah, so I remember like maybe three or four years ago when I, they told me I needed to phone interview you and I was like what time is it in South Africa and it was like just the same I was like yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. that's the one <laughs> really rookie error there <laughs> yeah, at least jet lag can't do that. <laughs> um, so a couple of weeks ago obviously 
fairly big announcement. It's a big old deal you've got with KTM through to 2024. Um, just interested to know sort of your, the clear sort of faith that you've got in those guys. Because like, you can see it's all very happy families. You've got the first victory, things like that. But there have been struggles along the way, you know, with the Murder 2 project. And also the start of this season was a little bit underwhelming, perhaps. Where does that sort of faith in them come from? What have they done to sort of convince you to, to sign such a big deal then? You know, I think the, the biggest thing for me, I was so happy to actually get the, the long-term deal uh, signed and done. Um, you know, I've been at KTM for the, well, most of my MotoGP career. And, uh, well, from, since the beginning, pretty much in Rookies even, Cup, you know. I was going to say, so, even yeah. Rookies, you've just exactly. come all the way orange through the ranks. <laughs> yeah, we've been together for so long and I have such a great feeling with the team and the, you know, the bosses and the, everyone at KTM in general, you know, it feels like... Uh, that's my place and that's where I want to be. So, um, you know, of course we have had our struggles coming through. Uh, Moto 2 could springs to mind, which wasn't mm. easy at many stages. This year at the beginning was tough as well, for sure. Um, but you know, they, they, the thing with KTM, you, you know that they're here to win. They, they don't, they're not happy unless they're winning. Mm. So that's, uh, you know, I think that's pretty much it. That's all, all you need to know to that they're going to get there it's just a question of when you know and um since Magello, when they brought us these couple of little updates i mean the the performance has been huge the the difference that it's made it not not just for like the outright outright lap time but the way you can perform over races hmm. has made such a huge step that you know i believe this is there's still a lot more to come and uh well, we, I, I we really did feel see good, yeah. still another different bike in the catalina test didn't we so you can tell there's something in the pipeline <laughs> sure you know i mean the guys they they uh really explore every avenue and make sure there's nothing left on the table so uh i'm really excited to see what ktm can bring already our package is incredibly competitive and super strong at the moment and i i honestly believe it's far from where it's going to be soon yeah, that's, I, was, uh, yeah. I was gonna say a little bit of a aside from the beautiful kind of notes we've got here <laughs> as well you're one of the guys obviously with being a rookie last year with the different calendar that we have like places like Mugello and Germany you've not ridden the bike before and here yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> how are you finding that it must be a little bit strange and that it's like a rookie experience but you're not a rookie you've had that race win you've had some solid results as well other than that like some fourths now is it a bit of a weird one being like well i feel like i'm bedded in in MotoGP and in the team but not ridden here for two years and who knows yeah it's you know we we all knew it was coming like it was going to be like yeah. this i mean as much as i'm no longer a rookie in the the status or in the rookies <laughs> championship you know all of these are new tracks for me so it's it's difficult you know i remember coming to many new tracks last year and some were fine and others I struggled a lot to to really find my pace and uh, like Mugello for instance was first session I was more or less there you know I was in the top 10 and everything was okay and uh, then Saxonring I expected the same with the year well not a full year but a half a year's experience due to them cutting it short last year and I struggled like hell <laughs> I couldn't get it right you know so you know I think it's 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 not my rookie year but i need to still remember that i haven't been to these places and uh i need to treat it in a way that 
to give myself the time to really try and learn things properly because if you rush it especially on this gp bike you know it can bite hard and uh that's yeah. the last thing you want does this um because of that situation has that changed what your expectations are of this second year compared to what i suppose when you're a motor two and you're imagining your motor gp career what you would have expected then your second year to be like do you, if you know what i mean you know all the places we have revisited uh like we've been to last season and now like Jerez, for example you know from the beginning the first lap you have such a great idea of what you yeah. of how to be fast at that track whereas i found like last week in saxwing i got there and i was lost you <laughs> know completely lost at the beginning and uh it just it just depends you know some some tracks the the style is quite similar to how it would be in moto 2 and how i remember it and then other tracks you got to ride completely different so you need to really first figure out all those points and then you can only change them once you understand what you're doing wrong so it takes a little bit of time but um you know the the main thing is i think the tracks that i've been to and i i know quite well now on the gp bike i think that's where we need to uh, really take advantage. Mm. And these new tracks, I need to be realistic and give myself a bit of time as well. That's cool. So obviously you said in Saxony you felt a little bit lost, but you did really pull it out of the bag on Sunday. And that is something we've seen from you quite a few times. If you like struggled a bit more on Friday, Saturday, but then on Sunday it's like, well, it's a race now. So mm. <laughs> like, yeah. I think you made up like seven places on lap one in Germany. You seem to really be able to find something once the lights go out. Do you think that is something that you bring to the table? Or do you think it's when the culmination of all the information you've gathered throughout the weekend and then it's kind of like real crunch time or what makes that step for you then? I think a, a bit of both to, to be <laughs> honest. I think by Sunday morning, normally I've figured things out a little bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the one thing I've noticed is even even if, you know, maybe my quickest lap time in the race isn't great either. It wouldn't be right up there, but uh, my rhythm's quite good and I'm able to do the same lap time or at least really close many times in a row. So that's what saves me in a race. And I think that's why I'm often able, being able to really pull my way through the order. And a but, bit, of, bit of elbows out as well. Yeah, I've seen some great to. moves as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, you, look, I mean, you know, I'll tell you that uh, comeback in Moto2 is a lot easier than comeback <laughs> in MotoGP. You know, these guys, they don't play games. And, uh, you know, you, you need to remember they're the best in the world. And uh, it's it's hard. It's not easy just to chuck it up the inside of the guys and just, you know, pass them and make your way through. So it takes a lot more effort. And, uh, yeah, but it's a lot of fun at the same time. What are, what are your expectations coming into each weekend? Because it does just follow the same format. Like, I, I remember a couple of times I spoke to you last year after you won in Bruno. I just went, hey, Brad, how you doing? All right, mate, how are you? Yeah, you're going to win this weekend. Because genuinely, I, I sort of put you in that ballpark of like, you might not be really anywhere to shout about on the Friday, but I still wouldn't count you out of doing something special on the Sunday. Yeah. Do you have, what expectations do you place on yourself coming into a weekend, considering everything we talked about with not having the experience of some of these tracks and everything else? I really try to focus on uh, what I can do at that time on the day. Um, you know, I don't really like to, to put a whole lot of uh, effort or <laughs> thinking into how things should be or how I expect them to be. Um, very often I've found that, you know, sometimes you expect too much and sometimes you expect too little, you mm. know. So for me, uh, the one thing I've always found that helps has helped me a lot in my racing career is just really showing up on the day and doing my absolute best 
and um you know you don't always leave happy <laughs> yeah it's it's clear but uh on on a day when things go well there's nothing better and on a day where things haven't gone the way you want and those are probably the days where you end up learning a hell of a lot more so uh i've had a few of those lately <laughs> but um you know I, I mean i'm slowly learning like you know moto gp with the tires and how to how to make them last over race distances mm. is, is another story too so that's another thing i felt i really missed out on last year in my rookie year we only really had barcelona where that was hard on the tires whereas this year we have gone to places like uh, qatar Magello, Barcelona, uh, Saxon Ring, where you've really had to manage your tire a little bit, where I never had to do that at all last year. So it's like falling into the the, the rookie year again, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of trying to uh, I guess find out how to do it. that's something that you guys have been focusing on quite a lot in the early part of the season, wasn't it? With the allocation maybe being a little kinder to some than others. I know in a lot of tests, you and Miguel were saying that you're just trying to make the tire, all the tires work on your bike to be able to get the maximum out of it yeah i mean it's clear on some weekends we we need something that we didn't really have uh, have available to us so we had to uh, make make things work that we never really wanted to or we we didn't have to in the past let's put it that way and um the it's it's tough to to really like have have a lot of confidence with the front if you keep washing it and it keeps moving all the time but if that's what you have you need to make a way to uh, make it work for you so it's been a big learning experience this season so far uh, a lot of tough days but um i believe now with ktm bringing us that big step in Magello, mm. we we're gonna get much stronger throughout the season i want to pick up on something you said a little bit earlier about basically almost living in the now and thinking about when you wake up on a day thinking about all your result can be on that day rather than things that it should be what it's meant to be are you quite a reflective person in that sense do you not tend to think of i should be for example in in 2019 i should be the motor 2 world champion are you just you just maintain that no i will only live in the now of what is potential today i try to i try to live my life that way (laughs) um it's not always that simple (laughs) for sure but uh you know i've always found that if you really like focused on what you're doing at the time it's the only time you can really make things work and make things count whereas if you're worried about things that are almost out of your control or something that hasn't happened yet you know you're never really going to take the full advantage of the the day you have at hand so Mm -hmm. uh it's one thing i learned early in my career at the beginning of moto 3 already and um it's something uh before that even like in 20 i remember 2013 2014 kind of starting to think of it that in that direction and it worked for me so Hmm. try to keep it that's cool because i was going to say it that echoes very much aki's kind of ethos that he went through with us on the podcast where it's like okay if this is good for you to help you go quicker then that's fine if this is good then that's fine sure don't care about what they're doing let's sit down figure out focus on yourself which is exactly it kind of is a cliche overused phrase right like a a load of these things like oh you learn more from mistakes or bad days (laughs) but it is genuinely true isn't it as long as you know i guess why it's been a bad day exactly you know that's one thing that uh aki always made incredibly clear that uh hard work pays off pretty much you know you you get for what you work for and um if you've worked well over a weekend you know the he always used to say the lap time is the result of the work and um i think that's super clear you know if you if you really put in everything you have you 
you try and make every lap count so that you you know the guys have the bike perfect you wake up on a sunday morning and you know it's going to be a good day and you know you can win from the back of the grid in Magello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not quite but uh you know what i mean it's just it's it's like a, a whole mindset that really just puts you at ease and um it's way better than when you're going into a weekend or going into a race not sure of what you got coming up yeah. for you that's really cool i really like it sounds more sort of like exploratory rather than you don't seem like i don't know you don't seem like the kind of rider who actually wakes up on the day and like today's my day you just think look today could be my day let's let's lick the stamp let's see what happens you know <laughs> yeah let's that sounds lick good the stamp uh, yeah, i was gonna say lick the stamp and send it that's a danny rick uh, quote yeah. isn't it? Like, like, half a dude, let's just let's just see what it can be what's going to happen today sure. I, I like that exactly um, but I did want to actually also just ask well about the that seems quite instrumental on the fact that you're quite a Sunday rider that's because we when before we were obviously sorting out this interview wondering what the line of question would be we did sort of think ah Sunday rider has got to be sort of a bit of a theme but like in a positive way eh? yeah, yeah. it's not like this <laughs> yeah, guy yeah, on course. Friday is a disaster yeah. no 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 <laughs> it's celebrating that well I'm glad I wake Sunday. up on a Sunday because if I didn't I think I'd have a big problem on my hands <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly but what why do you think some other riders like can't pull that out that thing out the bag if they have a bad friday or saturday what would it for any riders that might listen to this what would be your advice to them on how to actually pull something out of the bag when they've not had quite a sensational friday and saturday well to be honest i don't know there's no trick to it i promise you that <laughs> i uh, <laughs> i wish i knew sometimes you know i i, I find even i i live be a little bit shocked or surprised how we managed to up really up our game but um yeah i wish i knew because i could do if i could do that on a friday i think it would yeah, change yeah. change my life and definitely make it a bit easier <laughs> but in terms of that motivation and like you said like keeping that kind of calm just focusing on the work how do you keep doing that week in week out week in week out is this something that's really natural to you or are there those days where you're like oh i really i'd rather just get back in bed now guys like, <laughs> maybe not at the track on a friday but you know yeah, if you're yeah, training yeah. or something <laughs> yeah i mean she's i don't really know but i mean you the you know what they say a, a bad day counts double so uh when when um when things are i always find when things are stacked against you and things are really difficult if you just really stick to your program do things the way you know how that works for you you're always going to climb out the other side so uh I really just try to stick to my program during the week, train as hard as I can, or exactly or the good amount. <laughs> you know, don't yeah. overdo things as well. And uh, you know, I have the same days of same week, same routine. And uh, when it comes to to the race week, I just feel ready when I arrive on Friday morning. Sounds like Aki really instilled a um, a mindset of just a complete faith and trust in the process of it as well, which actually almost reflects what you kind of described about ktm as well and how you know they just work hard and hard and hard and they're gonna get that world championship is that how you see it i believe so um you know i i have such a huge amount of faith in in my team and all the people around me and uh ktm's done an unbelievable job already and you know i i believe the bike is at a point where we can be strong enough to fight every single weekend for mm. the the podiums or wins as miguel has shown the last three three races so it's just now i just really believe it's it's time to buckle down and uh try and get there you know 
That's cool. We we did have Pitt on the podcast, was it last year? Yeah, Austria last year, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, I did kind of leave that interview feeling like, do I anything really believe now? It. <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Is that just, do you just get that vibe? Is it genuinely like that kind of atmosphere whenever you do hit those brick walls? Because like we said about the Moto2 project, obviously, especially the start of that season was really, really tough. Does that kind of weather the storm still, that kind of, come on, guys, and almost make it like a tighter team feeling until you do manage to climb back out of there. And then you, of course, won that race on the very day <laughs> that it was announced <laughs> yeah. as well that you're leaving that. Yeah, look, I mean, it, it's strange. It's like uh, one great thing I've always found with KTM and the team, well, the teams I've ridden for, you know, in Moto, Moto3, Moto2 with Aki, and now in GP as well. If something's not going right, it's 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 not you you know the nothing's ever singled out it's you know the we try to approach everything as a team and we really we when we have a problem we solve it together you know our great days are great together and the bad days we you know when you're in the shit you're in the shit together too so <laughs> that's one thing that i must say that ktm is incredible with even when things haven't gone right they've always been there and backed me 110 percent. so uh yeah, I must say thank you to them for that because that's definitely made the tough times in my career a lot, lot better. Sounds like from uh, also speaking to some of the guys in your team, all really good blokes, uh, sounds like that attitude also extends to the team members as well. You know, like the, the whole team are in it together. It's not one individual error. No, we'll fix the process instead. Exactly. You know, we, the. I mean, you, you know my team well enough and uh, I have the most awesome guys uh, in the box. You know, I think the the coolest thing is i'm always really excited to get to the track as well you know it's uh, not like going to work by any means mm. you know it's coming here and i see uh, all my mates pretty much you know i get on so well with my crew and um i really love the being at the track and just riding my bike pretty mm -hmm. much you know so, i guess that makes the motivation easier right if you're like exactly yes. <laughs> there's definitely there's never a day where I, I not that i can ever remember that i'm not keen on going to the track so uh, <laughs> yeah. it, they you know i just have such an awesome awesome crew and uh, it makes life so good is that a weird thing to kind of explain to people around you who maybe aren't part of MotoGP or something else like when people go to their job and they're like oh I just, I just want to go home and you're like I'm fine I'll stay here because <laughs> yeah. it, it's a very different life isn't it traveling around the world and this being what you're dedicated to all of the time sure I mean it, it has its advantages 110% and it, it's also it can be tough at times too you know um, it I've found sometimes throughout my career so far that I try to you, if you treat it too much as a job it also doesn't make it fun and it doesn't help yeah. you know whereas if you really just keep in mind that this is what i've always wanted to do this is what i've worked for my whole career and i'm racing bikes for a living i way prefer being here than behind a desk you know so yeah, yeah, yeah. ironic the uh, yeah but yeah you know what i mean it's just uh it's it's a it's another world and yeah. even on the worst days you gotta keep keep that in mind because it's uh you you're super lucky whether you last on the grid or you're winning races mm -hmm. just to be doing this is 
super super cool awesome i think that's really nice uh well we, we, before we let you go though we do have to um quick fire yeah some quick fire questions some of these have actually been chosen by the fans i wouldn't fear it too much um, <laughs> my favorite yeah no, no. <laughs> well we've got the first one is actually from us we because we had a, a big set of them where we had five previously and then we just um, a couple of them was like, what was your, what phobias then... have you got? And then everyone just went, well, I haven't got any really. And then they, and then like five people in the row said that. We thought, well, this is a terrible question. What are we yeah. doing? So we asked the fans for them instead. But okay, cool. the one from us we did keep yeah. is which three people, dead or alive, would you like to invite round for a dinner party? Celebrities, people you look up to, yeah, or as like... Alex Marcus did last week, could just be your mates. Yeah, preferably but, preferably you know great figures from history yeah, <laughs> something look, a little bit more out the box geez, you know uh, as much as i'd say i'd like to invite i don't even know who um for me the best thing is just to really have a chilled normal day at home yeah. with my mates and family so if I could do that, just crash and chill with my mates from school. <laughs> See, it's quite nice, that, isn't it? Really? It's nice, but yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think Morbidelli said Julius Caesar, didn't he? That's Julius that Caesar that. slash, and who was the other one? Uh, Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin. Jeez, it was quite uh, an yeah. exotic dinner party. Yeah, mine, mine won't be quite that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you can do the next one. So the next one, what, this is from Craig Lowe. Sorry, shout out to you, Craig. What three tracks would you combine to make your idea? deal racetrack uh, i think i'd probably take three of my favorites i mean which would be phillip island firstly is my favorite second uh Magello is insane and uh oh i don't actually know what is my third one i like them all to be honest <laughs> but, uh if I take another track i'd take kyle army in south africa Ooh, nice, nice. yeah okay i don't Keep, think we're gonna get that answer very commonly happy. yeah exactly <laughs> okay next one is from hey mike falcone or falcon don't know he's put an e on the end of it uh who helped you get where you are today that we haven't heard much about so obviously aki incredibly responsible for your career and things like that but sure. who don't we know about well you know i think the the how do you say it? the un unsung hero is definitely my dad <laughs> yeah you know he's been my number one sponsor from day one <laughs> he's uh my dad uh, i can't even start to explain the the things he did for me to get to where i am today oh my parents in general mom and dad but uh you know it's it's been insane i mean when i was 12 years old it was the first time we came to race in europe mm -hmm. and that was just me my dad in a suitcase we wow. landed in england bought a bike and uh, went to race in bsb so Love uh, it. yeah we had some really cool times and um you know without him i mean geez i would never even have dreamt of having anything close to what we the the opportunity i have right now so definitely my dad quality answer cool um, so this is from Chicky McFly. Which day in your life would you like to relive? So not necessarily do it again or change anything. Yeah. But what day would you like to enjoy again and get to repeat? Oh, that's a tricky question. <laughs> I know it is, right? Yo, um, if I had to choose one day, I'd have to say to be MotoGP world champion one day. If I, I remember the feeling of, of uh, knowing that I was world champion in Moto3, and I can just imagine so MotoGP being in, quite yeah. serious. Nice, okay. 
me and all 23 other guys on the grid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. <laughs> this is the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, so last and quick final, final question. One. Final one. It's a new one, actually, uh, because we've had these uh, being uh, given to us over the last couple of weeks. Team Japan GP, what is your personal or professional motto? And if you don't have one, what would it be? <laughs> I thought these were quick fire. Yeah. <laughs> quick, well, short um, answers, but yeah. then thinking about it, it's a bit longer, eh? Yeah, well, that's a, it takes a bit of time, but um, uh, see, the, if you were true corporate here, you would have said ready to race. Yeah, yeah, ready to race. It is. Ready to race. I think for you, to be fair, actually, it's almost like living the now, basically. I eh? don't Pretty don't much. worry about what it what it should be. My, mine, you know? I would repeat, but it's X rated. Oh, okay, fair enough. in the middle. <laughs> Zero. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it, bud. Nice. Dude. I'd say enjoy the moment perfect oh very nice thank you so much cool. for your time brad we yeah. really appreciate it to awesome. segue we have enjoyed this moment with you yeah. <laughs> thanks very much for your thank time you have so a much, good weekend guys. always a pleasure all the best enjoy cheers, it dude. Cheers, you bud. Thank you later. well i hope you guys enjoyed that um i do want to start off this little outro i mean we thought we'd do a bit more reflecting on the episode in the outros rather than the intro uh, basically the just stop previews. spamming you at the start of yeah the show. so you actually watched the whole interview but <laughs> uh, the thing that really struck me from that was i listened to a couple of sports podcasts lately with uh, some other sports stars you talk about learning and teaching themselves to live in the now enjoy the moment in order for them to perform at their best and it seemed that a lot of them had been on quite a long journey of mental discovery and for reflection in order to be able to do that yeah i'm not sure whether you guys could tell from that but brad binder just seems to do that incredibly naturally or it's been so hardwired into him by either his dad or aki Ayo that it's just second nature to him yeah it does very much seem like a second nature doesn't it and yeah. i think yeah i mean i really like that it's it's kind of refreshing, but it's just like, nah, it's just the way I am, you and, know? And that like, seems to be the key actually, to being a Sunday rider. Yeah, there's, there's no kind of great story behind it. It's just basically loving what you do yeah. and working really hard for everything that you want. It, it would probably make it a really interesting podcast if he said, like, oh, there was this one uh, race and I had in Malaysia and it, I just thought I couldn't go on this way, so I discovered this. However, I actually like even more the fact that he's just like, <laughs> to be fair, this is how I actually am. <laughs> looking, looking through Brad's career, I don't think, other than like we touched on briefly obviously ktm had a bit of a more difficult start to their motor mm. two season in 2019 but even that was like plenty of points yeah exactly it's, so. this is the problem isn't it when you're so excellent mm. that suddenly seventh is like oh my gosh what has happened <laughs> and it's like well yeah, yeah. <laughs> you so. try and even qualify <laughs> quite quite so, so question of the week as you we mentioned how are you able to are you able to live in the now are you are you able to evict the thoughts of what things should be <laughs> and just enjoy them for what they are uh, yes i would say in light of that's something really? we've learned doing this podcast I'm getting better, but I think I was thinking about this and I think this is why I like pressure so much mm. because it forces everything else out of your brain. Well, when you, prefer, you, have to, it, you prefer things to how they need to be rather than... Al it's almost like if, if I know that there's something where you need to do something really quick or sort something out or really focus on like, right, I literally have, for me certainly with like draft press releases and these kind of things, it was like, I have 10 minutes to produce what will be the final version. Yeah, and have enough. to do it now, then you can't, you don't have a choice. Yeah. So, which I quite like about that, because I think it is something I struggle with. Well, I need, need a little bit of a glass of vino and a deep breath. You need a bit more Brad Binder <laughs> with you. Hey? A little bit more Binder style life, I think, yeah. <laughs> so, so let us know what now. you guys think in the comments below. Hashtag MotoGP <laughs> podcast. Uh, and we're going to see you. We don't actually, well, this is the, the last race before the summer break. 
Hello, everybody. And we've Alex, you want to join us again? No. Are you sure? Oh, okay, no problem. Last week's guest is saying, yeah. politely declining an extra interview. He I did why. say it was a pleasure, though. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. So we're going to take him at his um, word. We don't know who the next guest is because this is before the summer break, but I think this is getting published just before Austria. It is. So we'll be recording them in Austria. So let's see who we got after the summer break, basically. We that's will it. indeed. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you've got in touch before this episode's published to give us a few more guys you want to hear from. Yeah. But feel free to keep doing doing that anything you want to let us know hashtag MotoGP podcast in the comments etc and uh, thanks for the love and we'll see you again soon bye